last time on Join the Party. The party grabs the liar's mouthpiece and coal from Jersey Mike's arena and hauls back to Electroshack under the cover of the blackout that Franny promised. There's a lot to explain. So you met a god, you saw the centering, you saw part of my tech at the centering? In exchange for the relic, Franny lays out the true story of the centering. The Council of Bright was one man who tried to take over the land with an army of warforged by his side. The heroes at the time fought him off and encased him in an astral prison, which is now being loosened as each star goes out. And the medallion that's around Alonzo's neck is how each star is going out. The party hatches a plan. We gotta get people away from the arena. We gotta get the energy to the arena. They drag a barrel of undying light energy to the center of the empty Jersey Mike's arena. And they wait for Alonzo, who's possessed by the Council of Bright. Let's get ready to rumble! And let's get the party started. It's dark inside of the arena. You three are preparing for the eventual battle with Alonzo, getting ready for what could be the fight of your lives. Cole, what you doing? I am setting up a turret. It has a kind of, it's not quite a gun, but it has kind of an opening at the top there. And it has a big box shaped thing in the middle. And then four kind of mechanical crab-like legs. Mm. Good. So it's a gun with legs. Cool. <laughs> and it's weird because it's kind of glowing from the back. Oh, good. But you don't know exactly why. I've learned that glowing things are always trustworthy mm-hmm. and definitely have no side effects. That's, mm-hmm. that's hurtful. It's all good. <laughs> cool. Oh, babe, except for you. <laughs> <laughs> so as Cole is waiting for the others to finish their preparations, she is kind of pacing back and forth in the ring with this mechanical spider turret following her around. Does the spider turret have a name? Sebastian. That's pretty good. That's good. And uh, where is Alabaster in this configuration? Oh, Alabaster is kind of just hanging out in the corner of the ring as well. Like his big, big robot arms kind of post up in the corner there. Tracy, what are you doing? A few things. So I think Tracy's trying to come up with some way to distract Alonzo slash Midnight Man as they walk in so they can sort of get off an attack, or at least an initial attack, without any resistance. So I think he's going to try to set up the projector that he has to aim it towards the big screen where, like, you cut a promo. And he'll set the film canister in there and get it ready. He'll turn the volume off. Um, And he's talking to Cole a little bit beforehand, and he wants to have Cole, like, do the voiceover on top of the film, just make him big and scary and try to get Alonzo off balance a little bit. And then I think he'll just sort of hide underneath the ring and <laughs> get his long arm along ready to shoot out and sort of just grapple Alonzo's ankles when he's when he's in range. Okay, cool. Anara, what are you doing? I am examining the weapon that Franny passed along to me. It looks a little bit homemade, like a lot of her creations. 
and it really resembles more of a water gun. And there's like a big plunger that you that you draw back and then plunge forward. And <laughs> I don't exactly know what happens when I do that, but she told me that I might have to hit him a few times before it starts to work. Okay. Yes. So he basically has some sort of anti-magic goo that is supposed to encase like smaller monsters with one hit, keep them from jumping at you and using whatever innate magical abilities. But as Franny warns you, if you get a big sucker on the end of this one, you got to hit him a few times, make sure it really sticks. So like a fire extinguisher. And if it's a big fire, got to hit it a bunch. Yeah, but like instead of fire, it's like dangerous monster who wants to eat your face. <laughs> Believe me, you don't go into the forest without this thing. Uh, okay. You want to see how I got these scars? No. They're on my flanks. Okay. I love that we can have such close talks like this. Okay. And then I cinch the bag closed again. <laughs> So my plan is to hang out up in the rafters where the, the lighting rigs and everything are suspended above the stadium and stay cloaked in darkness as I prefer okay. so that I can hopefully get an attack onto Alonzo before he notices that I'm there. I'd also love to leave Mr. Sippy under the center of the ring so that if I say the activating word, it'll punch right through the floor and hopefully stun or neutralize Alonzo. Okay, this is great. So I want to give you a sense of space here. So there is a opening where y'all walked in when you were sneaking in with Eugene, mm -hmm. uh, like really the front of this entire spot and the ramp that leads down. It's at the like long end of the oval, right? Yes, it's at the long end of the oval. Then right in the center of the arena oval is the ring that was set up for the wrestling match. I assume that the barrel of undying light is right in the center. Mm -hmm. um, there's a catwalk above, which is where... Anara is going to be kicking it. Alabaster is kicking it in the ring. Tracy is underneath the ring. I think I'm... Cole is probably outside the ring, but facing the entrance ramp. Sure, that's good. And then um, Mr. Sibby will be underneath. The arena is set up for this wrestling match to happen. So all of the seats are laid out. There are banners and streamers and decorations and all of that stuff for the actual wrestling match. Anything that could conceivably be here for a wrestling match at a major arena is in there. You are the only people in there, and the only light is radiating from the Undying Light barrel. So as we wait for the Midnight Man to arrive, each of us are hunkering down um, privately. I don't know about you guys, but I think Inara is, is thinking about the early days where, you know, she showed up to just get a gig to take her out of jail and found herself caring for this guy looking so happy and radiant on his wedding day and how things have changed. And despite everything, she believes that Alonzo doesn't want to harm her, doesn't want to harm the universe. Now there must be something happening she doesn't understand in order to explain why things have gone this way. Yeah, I think for Tracy, it's one of those moments where like you sort of forget the moment you're in and then like every 30 seconds you have that like come to earth moment and you're just like realizing over and over again like oh, I can't believe this is actually the case oh look it's like Mr. Sippy has really cool etching on it oh my god I can't believe I'm about to attack Alonzo I think for Cole there's very much a disconnect she knew Alonzo as this dorky little dude that would come and try to learn artificer stuff from her and now she has 
left her city behind. She's left the world that she knew behind to travel and do this thing with wrestling. And now she's going to fight her former best friend who's possessed by a extremely powerful entity. And there's just so much that feels different from what it used to be. It seems like you're waiting for longer than you anticipated. The seconds are slow and the minutes are slower. It could be any time right now. It's just dark. It's dark in the arena. It's dark outside. From far away. You didn't hear it before, but now, resonantly, a clock tower rings 12 times. It's midnight. And as soon as that happens, you see a glow from the front of the arena, illuminating the recognizable silhouette of your good friend, Alonzo. Except now, he likes to call you guys doofuses. From the rafters, Inara turns on the projector, muted, to have the jumbotron filled with footage of the arena and Warforged in the days of yore. He's about to say something, and he sees the movie, and he says, I don't understand what I'm looking at here. This is... Is that... Yeah, this doesn't make any sense to me. What are we doing? What are we doing? This is this is this is weird. And then as he is confused, he stops himself for a few seconds and you hear. Yeah, that was some of my best creations. Those some good fights there. I remember I found that monster just like sitting in the bottom of the world. But you know, you throw enough Warforged at something and it really does just uh, go away. It's pretty. Uh, everyone loved that one. Uh, I definitely got a, a few weeks of high praise, really high approval numbers. Really appreciate that. Um, hey, I don't. Where did you get that? That's 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 good. That's good stuff. The match of the millennium is about to begin. A challenger approaches. Challenger, what is your name? They call me many things. The one-man army, the creator of all that is and will be, the man on top, the man everywhere, including on top, but mostly, they call me the Council of Bright. Say it loud, I, wanna, I really want to hear you put some energy into it. The Council of Bright! Do it again. Yeah, I really need I really need you to give some more for the all-powerful being to come into this match. Please, please. The Council of Right. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. So who am I fighting? Who, who's here? Who am I fighting against? Who's gonna uh, put this all-powerful... Uh, I, I guess I'm the bad guy here. Put him back in his place. Didn't you see? My, my posters. I did, but I figured you would have some friends. But yeah, listen, one-on-one is totally fine by me. I'm very well, self-confident. <laughs> well, I guess it's too, well, you know, you do have your robot friend, and I guess I am too, as it is. So that's fine. Uh, you know, I don't love to play fair. So, Alonzo raises his hands up on either side, 
and his fingers are crackling with the bright white light that has surrounded him. And then you hear stomping. At first, it's labored and heavy, like you're pulling something out of the ground. And then it gets faster as the stomping approaches. And walking in behind Alonzo, Council of Bright Body, are three scrap metal statues. So outside of Jersey Mike's Arena, as there are in most arenas, there is some sort of like artistic sculpture garden. And there are these uh, scrap metal sculptures that were put together out there. While they were out there, they were creepy, but also like a little beautiful in that way. I mean, they were kind of rusty, but also it was like, wow, look, look at look at the artistic spirit. But it turns out they might have been left here from some time before. Oh boy! Each of them are like proto-warforged in this way. They all have crudely etched faces and two arms and two legs, but they all look a little bit distinct from each other. One has very large hands that originally were curled up into fists that were pushed up into the ground, but turns out were, in fact, hands as it, they start to move around. One has a very clunky cannon slash large slingshot on one arm, and the third one has a regular hand, and on the other hand is a massive scythe. They drag uh, themselves into the arena and flank Alonzo from behind. So Alonzo turns back to Cole and says, So, um, that, should I just like come into the ring and grab the barrel? Are you going to bring it to me? You're going to have to fight me for it. All right. That sounds good to me. Bring it on, man. Alonzo's body walks towards the ring uh, and the three rusty titans follow behind. From up in the rafters, cloaked in shadow, Inarn aims the neutralizer squarely at Alonzo's back. And as soon as he passes just under her, she fires. Okay, this is a surprise action. So why don't you roll for stealth and I'll give you advantage. Eric, while she's doing that, I think Tracy's seen the Titans. He's sort of going to change his strategy now and switch from the long arm to his ranged cannon and prepare a shot. Dope. So let's resolve Anara's first. I'm going to do a perception for Alonzo. I rolled a 27 on stealth, so... You know, I rolled lower than that. Uh, okay, so <laughs> you don't have plus eleven to stealth. I do not no? have plus eleven to stealth. It's. I'm sorry. Your all present aura doesn't make you really stealthy. No, my perception, even as I am all present and all knowing and all great, I cannot see the small rogue hiding in the shadows. Okay, so Sin, when you're surprised, you auto crit. Yes. So the the assassinate uh, mechanic means that I have advantage in combat if the opponent hasn't taken a turn, but if they're surprised, I auto crit. Okay, so this this hit is on is absolutely on the mark. What is the, the what does the neutralizer goo look like? It looks like like a sneeze, like it's just one kind of oblong mass of goo and slightly bluish and it's a little bit opaque and just lands like with a audible splat. Okay, Alonzo is hit and looks up to see where it came from. I'm trying to inspect the aura to see if the aura flickered or or dimmed at all when the goo hit. What do I see? That's a great question. Uh, As you hit Alonzo with the gross anti-magic sneeze, um, you can see... The neutralizer, yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can see uh, his aura does dim slightly, but the body Alonzo is now on guard and angry. Who did 
that this is so gross. This is so gross. As soon as I hit him and notice the aura, I stand up and stealthily move closer toward the ring so that I can shoot him from a different angle. Okay. Seeing that Anara got away stealthily enough from their field of vision, Tracy's going to just hold his attack for now. All right. Sounds good to me. What does Cole do? That looked really, really gross. (laughs) All right. You know what? I knew when I told myself I was going to do it this time, I wasn't going to make nearly as many quips. This is on. Titans, let's go. Everyone, roll for initiative. Okay. Uh, Should I roll for Alabaster as well? Yes, you should. Okay. Uh, Let's go in a circle. Anara, what's your initiative? 15. Uh, Cole, what's your initiative? 19 for Cole and 11 for Alabaster. Tracy, what is your initiative? 12. Okay. Cole goes first. Cole, what do you do? I'm going to shoot it. Shoot what? Uh, The Slingshot Titan, please. Yes. That's a 19. Yeah, a 19 hits. Oh, sweet. These things are rusty rusty idiots. Cool. 2d6 piercing damage from the Thunder Cannon. Do it. So it's 9 damage. Okay, so you do 9 damage to the ranged boy? Yeah. Okay. So, Cole, what does it look like when you shoot your Thunder Cannon? I feel like Cole's Thunder Cannon is as janky as the rest of her gear in that it looks kind of cobbled together and very steampunky. Mm. So when it shoots out, it's a thunder cannon, so it's electric. But at the same time, it's like electrified bolts that are being shot out. Nice. So you shoot the uh, the thunder cannon shot through the range boy, and he looks down and he's like, oh, no, I just came alive. Beans. Oh, sorry, bud. What a tough titan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. It is now Anara's turn. What do you got? I'm going to continue to advance toward the ring. So I want to be like within 10 feet, but definitely a different angle and shoot Alonzo again with the neutralizer. Okay. I want you to make another stealth check. That's a 26. <laughs> You're so for once, I'm doing the thing that I'm min-maxed for. <laughs> I know. Seriously. Alonzo did not see you where this is coming from. Uh, I'm going to roll for all the other people on his side. I'm going to aim to hit him on the right thigh. Okay, cool side of his right thigh. All right, this time, since it's not a surprise round anymore, I want you to do a ranged attack. Well, I get advantage if the target hasn't taken a turn yet, so that is true for Alonzo. <laughs> okay. That's 15. Okay, with a 15, uh, you miss. From the rafters, you shoot down, and it goes right to the left of Alonzo. He's starting to get a bead on where you're firing from. The body Alonzo looks up and screams, If you're up there, you need to come down so that I can see you and then I can destroy you in all of those different ways. I'm going to ignore him and uh, run toward the ring so that I'm standing kind of right next to the Jumbotron directly over the ring. Sounds good to me. Okay. It is now Alonzo's turn. Yay. Yay, Alonzo. Yay. Alonzo pulls two arrows from his quiver, aims them up at the catwalk, and fires. You have half cover because you're kind of just like in the shadows, so I'm going to give you plus two your AC. 18. That hits. And the second one misses. Okay, so you're going to hit for 10 points of piercing damage, 
and he's also going to use uh, one of his arcane shots. So you're also going to take seven points of psychic damage, and I want you to make a wisdom saving throw. 19. Okay. So Alonzo takes both of the arrows and just fires them into the darkness. And the arrows, as they get closer and closer to you, you start to see that they get darker and darker as they fly into the darkness. And one flies past you, but one hits you right in the chest. And for a second, you feel the darkness of the arrow spread all over yourself. But then you realized you were born in the dark and you shake it off, but you still take uh, that damage. I pull the arrow out, snarl a little, and change my position by about five feet. I know where you are. I know there's something up there. I know I hit something. This is the part where you say something quippy back. And I will not give him the satisfaction. <laughs> That's definitely fair. Okay, it is now the Titan's turn. The Titan with the big hands and the Titan with the scythe use dash to get into the ring, and that is 60 feet, so they pull themselves into the ring, and they are standing around the barrel. They're getting as close as possible, and they're menacing or over the barrel. The Titan with the janky cannon is going to fire back at Cole, because that was mean, and you really shouldn't have done that. Ouch. Cole does a 27 hit. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, it really does. Uh, well, that was a critical one. <laughs> so... Cole, you take 10 points of damage as you are hit directly with a ball of metal <laughs> that flies through the air. But the other one, uh, it drops on its toe because it does not have a lot of experience uh, being alive anymore. Oh, stinks. Okay, uh, it is now Tracy's turn. Tracy, what are you doing? So Tracy can't see what's happening, but he hears heavy footsteps on the ring above him and uh, assumes probably not good. So he's going to belly crawl out the other direction from underneath the ring, come out that side, and then get up into the ring behind the barrel as cover, and then attack the guy that way. Okay, great. So why don't you make a stealth check to see if you can sneak up on these guys? Nice. Good dice. 16 for stealth. Yeah, okay. Yeah, these titans are not smart. They don't really hear you as you're scrambling under. They're more focused on the glowing barrel in their midst. And you can sneak up behind them. Tracy, I want you to make a perception check uh, while you're sneaking. Okay. 17. You, like, Scooby-Doo style, stick your head up above the ring. You notice that the titans have battery packs on their back. These are like jankier versions of the batteries that you saw from your time in Infropolis. Oh, interesting. Okay. So Tracy's going to climb up onto the ring quietly, um, flip on his rage switch, and grab his great axe and come out from behind the barrel to attack the Titan. Okay, which one? I'm just going to go for the slasher. Sounds good. So I get advantage on that, and the better roll was an 18. All right, 18 hits. Yeah, Brandon. Yeah, boy. Look at this dice doing things. Oh, look at that. 12 plus 3 plus 2 Whoa. is 17 damage. All right. You do yeah, 17 Brandon. damage. Bear, bear, bear. Hot damn. Okay. So he does such a cool, good job on that swing on the ups on the bottom end of his downswing. He's going to flip it right back up and come back down. Sounds good. Twenty-three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you done. I think you knew that you hit that. Look, it's important to me. Oh no. 
six plus five, so eleven damage. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do some uh, some slashing damage to Chaboy. It hurts. It is unha- it is unhappy that it got slashed by a slasher. You get a sense it. It doesn't say anything, but you can see it from its face. All right, it is Alvaster's turn. What does a good friend Al do? Al is going to use one of his signature wrestling moves. Ooh! And that's the spear. Oh, <laughs> okay. What does that do? So a spear in wrestling is basically when you throw your entire body directly into someone, like your body is a spear. Okay. Alabaster has a move called Charge, which mm. it is 2d8 piercing damage, and the opponent has to succeed on a DC 14 strength throw or be thrown 10 feet and knocked prone. Okay. Uh, roll and then we'll see what happens. 19, I think? Yeah, that hits. Sweet. So that's a 2d8 plus 4. Okay. 2 and 5, 7 plus okay. 4 is 11. Alright, who are you doing that to? Grapple Boy. Okay. And now you're going to do the, and then I'll add the charge? Yes, please. So, I take an extra 2d8, and then I need to make a strength saving throw. Yes. Okay. I'm going to do the 2d8 if you do not mind. Do it. Two and five again. It was 11 plus seven, which is 18. Okay. Well, the thing is that he did not fail, and he rolled a 20. So, Alabaster runs up and uh, lowers his shoulder and does the damage, but tries to get himself into a sphere, but the Grapple Titan holds your great robot wrestler off, uh, if only not to get pushed out of the ring. Fair. You guys are so wrapped up in all of this Breaking Bad that you don't notice that there is some very loud stomping happening outside of the arena. Hey, it's Eric. Have you ever eaten something so delicious you know you're going to remember it for the rest of your life? Maybe it pulls on a specific memory, or it harkens to your cultural history, or you spent so much money on it, you better remember it. Whatever it is, I hope you wrote it down. What you ate, where you ate it, what the weather was like while you were chewing. So, you can go back and always remember the taste. Welcome to the mid-roll. Mine is a blackberry apple pie with cheddar baked in the crust. Hello and welcome to our newest patrons, Jackie, Simone, Spira, Stephen, Danica, Bridget, Frankie, Hannah, Sarah, Laura, Chris, Miriam, Mark, Jacqueline, and Rory. Aw, beans! You're all amazing and you're helping our little D&D show soar to new heights. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, if you know someone else in your life who'd love to contribute to the arts or would love our silly Discord server filled with doggo photos, games, and food memories, just head on over to patreon.com slash jointhepartypod. Hey, do you want to see us in real life? Well, you can if you live in the Nashville area because we're coming to Nashville for Pod X. We're going to put on some panels and some live shows, including a brand new way to do D&D for a live show, which I am super excited about. So if you want to see us or attend the bounty of podcast events that are going to go on at PodX, come and join us. You can go to multitude.productions slash live for the details. Plus, there's a link to get 10% off your tickets, which is 10% off your tickets that you wouldn't have had if you didn't check it out. It's just math. I can't do anything about math. We are living it up in Nash Vegas, June 1st and 2nd, 2019. 
I cannot confirm if anyone calls it Nash Vegas. That is just what my mom says. We are sponsored this week by 20-Sided Store in Brooklyn, New York. And this episode, I'm going to talk about the simple pleasure of buying dice. Now, you can never have too much dice. And you need different dice for different reasons. Like you have your good dice, your bad dice, your secret dice, your cursed dice, your blessed dice, your dice that you give to friends, the dice you only roll for animal companions, you have metal dice and spooky dice and glow-in-the-dark dice. Dice are great! And I'm all for seeing dice in a scroll online and click on each one and like zoom in and enhance. But 20-Sided Store in Brooklyn, New York has an entire wall devoted just to dice so you can fall in love at first sight and really understand what you're buying. You can visit them in person in Brooklyn, New York and experience the magic. Please use our discount code JOINTHEPARTY for 20% off whatever dice you buy. That is discount code JOINTHEPARTY, all one word, for 20% off. All right, let's get back to the show. And it's not just stomping. It's also uh, running around. And there are some extremely loud barks. And busting through the side of the arena in a spray of seats, stone, and plaster is the massive oat cake. (laughs) What is their mood? They're more just excited, just like excitable and excited to see people who's not screaming and running away from them. Okay. They are slobbering everywhere and they just want it. They're just running around. They've been running rampant around Infropolis. So here's how the dog works. Um, this is on the initiative count of one. The dog is going to do its thing. It's just destructive. It doesn't necessarily hate anyone. So I'm going to roll a d20. And if it hits one of you, uh, you one of your initiatives, then you're going to get run over by the doge. However, everyone is up for getting hit by the doge. If it doesn't hit you, it will hit a part of the stadium and we'll see what happens. What if I give a good tummy rub? On your turn, you can use an action to try to interact with said giant oak kick. So now the dog is going to do some destruction. All right, it rolled a nat 20. No one is nat 20, luckily. So the dog with a nat 20, though, is going to just jump around and run directly through one side of the stadium. And I need everyone to make dexterity saving throws. Fifteen. It's a 15 for Cole and an 11 for Alabaster. 16 for our good boy Tracy. Okay. Alabaster is the only one who did not get enough. So the dog is going to run directly through one side of the stadium and concrete is flying everywhere. Everyone else hits the deck except for Alabaster who turns around and says, what a nice dog. And since it was an at 20, he gets hit by so much concrete. And he takes takes 22 points of damage. Oh my buddy boy. So the dog is going to come around every count of one. So if you want to use your action to try to do something with the dog, you can do it and lure it back, but it is going to pop off and do its thing every time that happens. So I can activate the turret and move it five feet in a single turn. And I think that's what I'm gonna end up doing. Do it. And then it creates a cone of flame that shoots out 15 feet. Oh Love no! Love those cones of flame. Love them. It's a little Sebastian the Crab Boy just waddles up, and then it's like <laughs> that glowing butt. That's that was, good. That was flame. Okay, so what I like happens? I think that then? he just burps, and out comes a cone of flame. 
So with the Cone of Flame, each creature in the area uh, must make a dexterity saving throw against your spell DC and then take 1d8 fire damage on a failed save and half as much damage on a successful one. Okay, so I'm going to make a dexterity saving throw. So is it outside the ring? Yeah, it's like kind of positioned itself within five feet of the ring because I set it up in the corner so it moved five feet and it's now flaming. Okay, I got a 17. You got it. That's a four, so it took two damage. All right. Not great, but little still. singed. It got some color. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think I still have an action. Sounds good okay. to me. Cool. So I'm gonna do another attack against that one guy that I just singed a bit. Do to it. All right. It's gonna be thunder cannon again. Let's see. So it's a sixteen plus one. Okay, that hits. All right. Sweet. Four. Three. So it's eight altogether. All right. Yeah, you are doing some damage to this thing. Heck yeah. Uh, Anar, it is now your turn. So for my action, I'm going to take one more shot at Alonzo. Okay. This roll is for your stealth. You need to continue to stay stealthy. Okay. In the catwalk. So that was a 28. <laughs> okay. You're continue, you continually have half sure. cover if someone tries to fire at you. Sure. So I fire at Alonzo. What do I have to roll? Okay. You need to roll a uh, ranged attack. It is a 10. With a 10, you miss again. You got rattled because you were hit by shadow arrow. So um, you fire again, and this one lands at his feet. You can't hit me. I am too powerful. <laughs> that felt wrong coming out of not my mouth. I, I can't. I'm still getting used to this. Is that a... Please don't. Please don't judge me for uh, using someone else's body to laugh dramatically. While still in the rafters, while Alonzo's possessor is talking to himself, I'm going to open up my bag of tricks and throw a ball of yarn into the air. Oh my god, I forgot you had a bag of tricks! Panther, I got two Panther, more left. Panther. Roll a d8 to see what kind of boy you have. It's a six. Okay, you... <laughs> oh no. Oh boy. My least favorite sound in the world is Eric laughing. Okay, you throw it down and the yarn unspools and then it quickly knits itself into a giant badger. So uh, the badger is going to act on your initiative after you, and then I'm going to give it his own independent one for the dog situation. Sure. And as your sneaky rogue girl, I have one more bonus action uh, per fast hands, uh, which is rogue thing. And what I'm going to do is while I'm in my pack, I'm going to pull out the rust potion that I made during potion chopped in arc number one. I remember God. Oh no! Wow. <laughs> How do you remember oh, things? Bees. And I'm gonna throw it like a baseball right at the slingshot titan. Okay, the range titan. That's great. All right, so he so gets. So this is outside the tr- range. Tr- the badger. The badger's doing what he's gonna do. Yeah. Tracy's also gonna get out of the way. <laughs> Tracy's in the ring. He's fine. All right, so the range one is gonna consistently make a Constitution saving throw. It needs to beat a DC 13 Constitution saving throw to not get eaten by rust. So right now it has negative one to all things. Okay. Negative one to everything. Hot damn, Minara. All right, now it's your badger's turn. What would you like your badger to do? <laughs> I want the badger to rear up on its hind legs and fall onto one of the titans. Okay. Like it's trying to just hug it to the ground. Okay, what? <laughs> Which one? The large hands. I mean, the badger I'm assuming is, is kind of heavy. I want to like push them through the floor of the rink. <laughs> 
Okay. So why don't you not just lay on top of him? Yeah. So I want you to. I gotta say that this badger is trying to grapple the grappler. Sure. So I want you to make a strength contest. We're gonna contest each other's things. Seventeen. Oh, I got a sixteen. Yeah. Okay. So the badger is. Honey badger don't care. (laughs) Giant badger don't care. So the giant badger is now laying on top of the grappling. This was the good, the one that is good at grappling, and somehow yeah. the badger is just florped on top Badger's of it. Badger's just taking a little nap, just taking it all in. So he's currently stuck underneath the um... giant badger. <laughs> underneath that, yeah. <laughs> oh, gee whiz! All right, it is now Alonzo's turn. Alonzo is going to get as far away from the ring as possible. And Alonzo's going to get all of you guys in a line, and he's going to do the action piercing arrow. So I want Cole, Tracy. Alabaster and the Badger all need to make dexterity saving throws. All right. Badger got 14 with some modifier. Alabaster got a 12 and Cole got a non-natural 20. Okay. Hey, Tracy also got a non-natural 20. Whoa! All right, so Alabaster is... (laughs) Just taking so much damage. Alabaster is going to take... He's the only one who did not get out of the way. I rolled 20. So everyone who got their saving throw takes 10 points of damage, and Alabaster is going to take the full 20. Okay. And that is halved for me because I'm raging. Yes. What's the Badger's HP? The Badger has 13 HP, so the Badger is still doing okay. Honors. It has three, three points of HP. Uh, Alonzo lines as many of you up in a row. He pulls his bow back, and th- this is like you're charging up a bow in a, a video game. It literally starts to glow at the tip, and he fires it off. And you guys try to get out of the way as much as possible, but it gets your hand or your foot. But Alabaster, once again, is like, there's a badger! And he gets fully just whacked right through the chest. Poor son. Poor, poor son. The badger just got hit on, on, on the top of the butt. Don't worry about them. Get the barrel. We need the barrel. It is now the Titan's turn. First, going to do a roll for the grappler to try to get up from underneath the badger. So, Amanda, I want you to make another strength roll. Crit one. I think the oh, badger's no. butt hurts too much. Oh, <laughs> no, the too, butt. He got to hurt his butt. His butt hurts. Oh, no. Uh, but so the titan's going to throw the badger off, and it's going to get its full action. The ranged one is going to fire at the badger. Um, well, the badger's armor class is 10, and it was an 11. So oh, the badger no. gets hit by a flying piece of metal, fired from the ranged titan, and... The badger has fought valiantly and it unspools back into yarn. Oh, badger. Badger did good. The scythe titan is going to attack Tracy. Bring it on. Uh, I got an 11. That is not hit. I got another 11. That also does not hit. Okay, the scythe tries to slash at you, but you've seen the slashing before. Yeah, thinks I'm a child. That's true. And the grappler is going to try to pick up the barrel. How strong is this grappler? Very strong. And it got a 23. So it's going to put it over one shoulder and then try to run and then going to start running out of the ring. It's pretty heavy. So its speed is a little bit slowed. So it just hops out of the ring with the barrel over one shoulder. Uh, not so fast. Comes a high voice from outside the ring. <laughs> <laughs> and Inara yells, Geyser. So Mr. Sippy is going to activate from underneath the ring and shoot a geyser's worth of water up through the floor, splintering the floor and shooting water up so high that it almost hits the Jumbotron. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm going to do a a deck saving throw. 
but I think it's going to be pretty difficult. <laughs> well, I rolled a four, so uh, yeah. the grappler is going to get hit by your massive, terrible geyser. geyser. Yep. Uh -huh. It takes 10 points of damage and drops the barrel. Yeah. So now the barrel is on the far left side of the ring. Tight. can't tell what I'm dancing because it's cool. Oh, uh, yeah. The Titan needs to make a constitution saving throw. The ranged Titan fights off the rust for one turn, but it still has negative one. It is now Tracy's turn. So Tracy's going to try to beef up his defenses a little bit. He's going to use the shield of expression and pull it out from his pack. And he's going to whisper, my friends are in trouble, and look solemn at the shield. Okay. Uh, roll charisma. Roll. Tracy's favorite roll. 13. All right, with 13, you convince it. It looks solemnly back at you and resolute, and you get plus two to your AC. Great. So with the aura that it affords me, he just like throws the shield back in his mm -hmm. pack so he can continue to use his double-handed axe, and he's going to take another couple swings at my scythe boy. Okay, do it. 23 for the first? Yeah. <laughs> you knew that hit. I just like to say it out loud. All right. Yeah. Oh, that's not great. Six damage there. Okay. And then my extra attack. Oh, no. 13? 13 does not hit. Okay. So Tracy takes one big swing and takes a big old chunk out of his metal stupid head and then uh, takes it on the upswing but misses the second time. All right. It is now Alabaster's turn. Now, Tracy noticed that the battery packs were on the backs of these things, right? Mm -hmm. But no one else did. Uh, I mean, you can make a perception check if you would like to. This is Alabaster making a perception check. You know what? Alabaster actually has plus seven to perception. <laughs> what? <laughs> is his eyes just binoculars? And it's an eight plus seven. Okay. <laughs> With an eight plus seven, yeah. Alabaster also sees that there are battery packs on these scrap titan idiots. I think what Alabaster is going to do, and you're going to tell me how to do this because I'm not entirely sure. Mm -hmm. I think he wants to like choke slam the grappler but not from the neck but rather from the battery pack okay <laughs> that's fine I'm gonna say this is another strength contest and against the grappler okay cool that is a 19 god damn a definitive that. 19 alright I got a 21 ah beans <laughs> <laughs> So with the 21, Alabaster tries to get the <laughs> the, titan, the grappler tightened up from its, like, lower... In my head, it was, like, its lower back is where the battery pack is. And just, like, there's not enough gravity for that. He's going to stand in between the grappler and the barrel, then. Sounds good. All right, it is now initiative one again. The dog is now barking loudly and uh, just wants to play, y'all. All right, the dog rolled a three. Nobody is a three. This time it smells the nacho stand uh, and it picks it up and it starts eating the hot nacho cheese, but it's too hot and it throws the cheese in all directions. <laughs> and I need you all to make constitution saving throws about whether or not the cheese is too hot for you to handle on your skin. Oh no. Oh no. I, I got a four. So Cole got a 19, but Alabaster rolled a, a crit one. <laughs> Alabaster's like, cheese! <laughs> he made himself real big as a shield, but then he got hit with cheese. Oh, so 
Um, this may not surprise you, but Tracy's had a lot of nachos in his life, so he's used to the the temperature. So he got a non-natural twenty. The cheese spray. Can you teach Alabaster your ways, Tracy? Inara doesn't know what nachos are, so she is just wondrous and wrapped and got a four. Okay, everyone who failed takes um, eleven it? points of damage. What was the DC? You mean it's higher What's than a four? It's higher than four. <laughs> But uh, also, all of the Titans failed because they are defenseless little boys. And Alonzo also got hit by cheese. Out of confusion, he's going to run towards the ring. He's now closer to y'all. Cole, what you got? Cole's going to turn around and look at her poor, poor boy. It's like, like, I love too many things! Oh, buddy, you're covered in cheese. It hurts! It hurts everywhere! No! Rude! My, my poor boy. Well, Cole is going to feel really bad about that. Uh, <laughs> and that's her turn. <laughs> she's gonna sit and think about uh, the idea of playing God, and uh, then she's gonna end her turn. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm gonna activate the turret again, flamethrower. Okay. Yeah, I didn't move the range guy. He can do yeah. that again. Constitution saving throw. Okay. All right, I got a twenty-one. Yeah, that's gonna beat it, but I still, you still take half damage, Great. and it's one d eight. So it's five damage. Okay, have that. I'll say that's a three. I think Cole is going to then turn around and shoot at the grappler while he's still grappled with Alabaster. That is a 15. That hits. Cool. Four. Five plus three. So it is 12 12. damage. And it's directly at his, like, battery core, ideally. Okay. Um, Just say it with confidence, Julia. And if it's he right at his battery core, tells you it's not, then we'll deal. Would you like to try to shoot it at the battery core? Yes. Okay. So then I need you to make another ranged attack. Okay. So it's double or nothing. Come on. Okay. Sixteen plus one, so seventeen plus three, non-natural twenty. Okay. Yeah, you hit it right in the energy core, and because you fired right at the energy core, I'm just gonna double your damage for you. Woo. So that was 24 damage. Yeah. It got blasted by a geyser. It is getting all roughed up by Alabaster. And you just fired, you like put your gun directly on top of its battery. So it is looking pretty bad. Sweet. Uh, Anara, it is your turn. Anara's going to put the neutralizer kind of resting on her shoulder and start to walk toward the Council of Bright. Um, looking really relaxed, really nonchalant. Shadow cowls around her neck. It's not activated. And say... I just think it's really funny that you think you can win. I think it's really funny that you think you have any idea what's going on here. You're just a girl stuck between the battle of worlds. I am the rock and the hard place. Please, please. You think this intimidation, you think this is going to work on me? I made that. That was me. I was the first person to talk trash before landing an axe directly between your eyeballs. So please, please do not step to me like that. Don't do that to the master. See, that's the thing. It's when you think you're the master of a system that you can be truly surprised. I saw people like you. I remember. You lived in the trees. You built little huts that fit under there. I can tell by the scuff your boots the way that dirt just lingers around with you. You hide it with darkness. I know how that works. I burned those. The huts. The forests. I cut them down. Us. We. I. It's all the same. 
We all did it. I did it. So if you're going to take the shot, know what you're doing. Do you really get satisfaction from beating down the things you created? From beating down people who have no chance of fighting back? If this is such a sure battle, then why are you here fighting it yourself? First of all, it's not me. Second of all. And R shoots him. 14. Yeah, with 14 you miss. It goes wide right. He looks back at you and says, To answer your question, yeah, I love it. Nara's going to smile, take something out of her back pocket, and yell, "Fetch!" and throw a stick directly at uh, Councillor Bright's forehead. <laughs> All right, I want you to roll. <laughs> I want you to roll animal handling. Six. Okay, with a six. Am I not proficient in oat cakes? Yeah, I'll give you advantage because you know ducks. <laughs> 15. Okay. With the stick of fetching, <laughs> it hits the castle right right in the face and uh, goes, Ow! <laughs> what is this? <laughs> um, he, he looks up and where's Oatcake right now? Oatcake is at the side of the arena. So sort of like on the on the skinny side of the oval, all the way against the boards, snoozing in my pack with some Oatcakes next to her in case she gets hungry. Okay. As you throw the stick of fetching, you hear this quick scampering as Oatcake is running full bore at the council right. Just like wide-eyed and mouth open, tongue flapping in the wind. And as she's doing that, you also hear very loud panting. As, is it like is it like a rainforest suddenly with like moist, <laughs> wet, yeah. you know, it's like warm. it's super moist all of a sudden. Then you see the giant Oatcake is running at the council of Bright slash Alonzo. The body Alonzo looks up and goes, Oh no. And both Oatcake and the giant Oatcake run straight at him, them. I don't even know what to call a body possessed anymore. They both collide with Alonzo and Oatcake poofs towards you and holds the, the stick of fetching and then disappears. The body Alonzo is smushed underfoot, very cartoony. Like you see that there's a full footprint in the floor and Alonzo is going to be stuck in there for uh, their turn. Yeah. It is now the Titan's turn. The ranged attack Titan is going to fire at Alabaster. So what is Alabaster's AC? 14. Cool. That is 16. And that is 17. Oh, Jesus. 19 damage. Alabaster has four points of HP left. Something interesting happens to the grappler and the slashing damage. Tracy, you might recognize this look before. They get this like very glassy eyes, like even more so for a construct that doesn't really have anything going on. There's like a gear inside that needs to like chug harder because they've been kicked around so much. You hear the whirring of the over overclocked fans inside of them. The grappler is going to try to pick up the barrel again. And that time I rolled a 15, which is not going to do it. And now the slasher is going to roll over and try to pick up the barrel as well. And also is not going to do it. So now they're also, they're like pushed up on Alabaster and is like, and crowding him as well. And they're surrounding the barrel on the left side of the ring. It is now Tracy's turn. 
How are the two, my two friends and my good, my good time pals in the arena looking? Pretty bad. Is one of them looking worse off than the other? Uh, yeah, the grappler is looking worse than Slasher. Tracy's gonna take some swings at the grappler. Do it. Twenty-four. Yeah. Yes, that hits. Yeah. Go, Brandon. I believe in you. It's eleven damage for that swing. Yeah. Okay. So with eleven damage, the grappler. You know the Rock'em Sock'em robots, how they just like kind of fall over? Yeah. It's like that. It just like boots down and then uh, leads over while still standing. Aww. So as Tracy swings his axe and hits and connects with the grappler and the grappler falls over, on the back half of the swing behind him, he's going to try to check a swing at the slasher as well. Yeah. Sounds good. Without even looking. Just like no scope? No scope. There is a scope on his axe though. <laughs> 23? Yes, that hits. hits. Is it hit? Yes, Brandon. I know that this is your first time rolling well, so you you're going to revel good. in it. Believe in you. Good job. Killing it. Killing them. That one's eight damage. Yeah, you'd slash into the slasher and give it a taste of its own medicine. Yeah, slightly less power behind that one because it was an underhand axe attack, you know. And you no-scoped it. And I no-scoped it, yeah. That's so. true. It is now Alabaster's turn. Alabaster has four HP. Yes, he does. Just so you know. Yep, I Just know. Just letting you know. I think he's going to grab the slasher and try to do that spine buster. Okay, do it. This is going to be another grapple check. Okay. So the strength on strength. Ooh, not great. It is an 11. Uh, I got 15. Yeah. So, yeah, Alabaster go, uh, goes, Damn it, Al. goes for a big old smash. But, again, the slasher, like, I guess ribs him with the scythe. And it's just too pointy to do a big smash. So the dog is now revved up from getting a good time fetch from Anara. So I'm just going to roll this straight. Is it Alabaster's? Oh my god. <laughs> it's Alabaster's, isn't it? No. <laughs> I rolled a 14, which listeners at home might recognize as Alonzo's. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, I think at this point. This dog, dog just wants to play. Yeah, I think the dog like thinks that Alonzo's going to throw yeah. the, the stick. Because that's I where the stick went. Yeah. The dog didn't see okay blink away with it, so he thinks Alonzo has it. Yeah. He thinks Alonzo is the stick, I think. Yeah, it might be the stick. So the dog is now like he's he's now pushed on right. top of <laughs> The dog is now like pushed on top of Alonzo and Alonzo will continue to be stuck on top of the dog for the time being. Yeah. So yeah. Anari, you can pretty much just get a point blank shot on That's what I intend so to do. So if you shoot on Alonzo, it will I'll just give it to you. Cole, what you doing? Cole is seeing that Alabaster is struggling and is just going to take another shot again at the battery on the slasher. All right, I want you to go double or nothing, so you got to hit uh, the AC twice. Okay. It's like watching a baby try to roll over. You're just nope, like, that's oh, not darling. That's just not going to do it. <laughs> you were so concentrated to try to shoot the battery that you're just like, look at that yeah. dog. All right, Anara. Oh, and sorry, the uh, the cannon guy gets sprayed again by, by the, the turret. Fire? Yep. All right, Seba use its God-given name. Yep, sorry, it's, he gets sprayed by Sebastian. The What's target. the uh, what? Uh, what am I trying to beat? Um, fourteen. I got an eight, so it, right, gets, it gets full damage. So it's a five. All right, takes five damage. Yeah, this one is looking pee bad as well. All right, Anara, it's your turn. I'm going to stand about three feet away from the Council of Right and shoot the neutralizer into the middle of his chest. All right, the only amount of chest that is peeking out from underneath the massive oat cake. You have now covered in grossness. And it's slowly, it's like slowly going up his body. 
And I guess Alonzo is just like trying to push up against the dog. So for his turn, he has to spend the whole time trying to get out from underneath the doge. How's his aura looking? It's pretty bad. It's like there's a literal dimmer switch on the aura. So first it was angry and bright, and now it's like a little bit lower, and now it's like a lot lower. It's like this is mood lighting on his aura. All right. While I'm this close, do I notice anything? Is he wearing any kind of battery or tool or necklace or anything? Yeah, sure. The entire time the medallion is spinning, which is odd because of the amount of you know, how gravity works and how that would be super strange. You also, I want you to make an investigation check. Crit one. You're too busy considering how much this looks like a moth turning into a cocoon that you can't really look at anything that's going on. Well, I will then try to get the medallion over Alonzo's neck. Okay. Just with my hands. I like that. I think that you reach down for it and I think that the body Alonzo is too stuck within the goop to really resist but you try to put your hands on the necklace and you feel literal energy coursing through you like a thousand volts shocks you back and you just cannot touch it so while he's still uh, held down Alonzo is going to try to wiggle his way out from under the dog he's still stuck under them big old dog hands and also called (laughs) Pause. <laughs> it is now the Titan's turn, and a quick Rust Potion update. It saved once against the Rust Potion, and it failed once, and it failed once on a crit one. So now it has negative four to all rolls, and it is only one thing away from getting totally disintegrated by itself. Oh, yeah. It is now oh, yeah. It's, it's just like, this is like an abandoned car in a lot. It's like you see holes through this thing now. So the slasher is going to go at Tracy Let's again. Let's go. Come on. Bring it. Let's go. Does a 22 hit? No. Uh, you're a liar. Yeah, I am. It's See, good. how does it feel saying high things above 20 and it actually hits you? Feels good, doesn't it? It does. It's the feeling is coursing through me. Now you know why I do it. And I got a crit one, so it only happened <laughs> once. Uh, yeah, Tracy only takes seven points of damage. All right, so I I'm, rolled very poorly on that. And I half that because of my... Because of your rage, yeah. Raging, so. Oh, man, I'm in such dire straits with my 88 hit points. <laughs> It is now the ranged attack person, and the ranged person knows that Alabaster is vulnerable, so it's going to go for the killing blow. Uh, I rolled a 17. Yeah, that hits. Oh, no. Al. Al. In the arms of an angel. In the arms of an angel. You would think he's But not the Council of Right, because it seems like there's some, some factions of stuff going on up there. Right, I got seven points of damage, so Alabaster Hi, is down. Uh, Al! The metal just went right through his own energy core, and it's a little... An alabaster then leans over like a Rock'em Sock'em robot robot boy as he is. As we're mourning alabaster, he's going to fire Tracy as well. Yeah, that misses Tracy. Something interesting happens to the grappler. The grappler then shoots back up. And the battery on its back just wars back to life. And it goes back to running at the barrel, trying to pick it up again. The grappler got a 22, and it picks up the barrel. And carrying the barrel on one shoulder, it backs out of the ring. And is starting to run towards uh, Alonzo, Anara, and the big doge. It's encumbered by the barrel, so it only gets like 10 feet out. It is now Tracy's turn. Tracy slowly lowers his one and only friend, best friend. Seeing the grappler take off, Tracy's gonna wheel around, aim his thunder cannon 
directly at his face and fire. That's an eight. Uh, with an eight, you miss. All you were right. so overcome by grief that uh, you miss wildly. That's fair. Uh, I'm going to take a second action. Fourteen. Yeah, that attack misses. Okay, then Tracy's just going to rush over to his last movement. Just trying to get all up just on it. Just trying the, to get close. Just trying to get up on it, yep. Which is... Don't, don't get too close, though. Get up cause... to 40 feet, so like I think he probably is up with them, right? Yeah. You're just like crowding the grappler with the barrel at this point. Yeah, you can't do out, much, yeah. yeah. So now it's back to the doge's turn. So I'm going to roll again. Okay, I rolled an eight. So with an eight, the dog realizes that the Council of Bright is really not going to do anything fun for it. So uh, it decides to run and play around instead, and it runs through the stands and starts just like bashing bleachers and seats everywhere. So I need everyone to make a dexterity saving throw. The Wrestling Federation is going to be so mad at us. Oh, man. 17. A four. 10. Okay. Cole, Tracy, and all of the bad guys are all going to take some damage. Well, I rolled three ones in a row, you lucky bastards. Yay. Look at this. Look at this craziness. It's true. Oh my god, this is unreal. So everyone only takes three points of damage. What's half of three, Eric? One and a half. Put that on your sheet however you so choose, <laughs> really. Okay, it is now Cole's turn. So let me remind you, the grappler has the barrel on its shoulder, and the slasher and the ranged are still up and popping. Alonzo slash the Council of Bright has picked himself up from underneath the dog, now that the dog has ran away, and is pretty goo-covered. So Sebastian, the turret is going to change position. He was firing at the ranged attack Titan first. He is now going to focus on the grappling Titan who has the barrel and unfortunately probably also hit Tracy. My one friend! My other one friend, yeah, Cole is the not, grappler says. Cole is not doing hot, but is also on a mission. So. All right, let's do dexterity saving throws. I got an 18. Uh, yep. I got a 14? Yes. Yes. Okay, so, so we did. both save. Yes. Let me roll that d8. That is a seven. Okay. So you take half of that, which is four. So we take four. All right, the grappler is still up and kicking. All right. And Cole, what are you doing on your turn? The grappler seems like the best target right now. He's mm. more pressing. So For uh, sure. Cole is going to, again, take another shot with her thunder cannon. Don't hit me this time, please! Gonna try my best, bud. Okay. Or the barrel. <laughs> Just, oh, shit. Oh, you can shoot the barrel. So it's a 15. Okay, 15 hits the grappler. Sweet. Three. Two. Plus three. So that's an eight. Okay, you do enough damage to down the grappler. So the grappler, again, goes down into turned off Rock'em Sock'em robot mode and drops the barrel kind of just like at its feet. So Tracy, you're just like right up on the barrel. I am gonna say I'm going to move towards the barrel because I do not want to be near the slasher. Okay, so you slip out of the ropes and mm -hmm. you're A just- A baseball slide out. Very good. <laughs> Cole knows what she's doing. That's good. All right, Anara, it is your turn. Taking one more shot. Okay. Oh, oh no, Brandon with the 10. took my mojo. He took your mojo away. I ate everyone's mojo. Uh, what if I did like a front flip and then shot him? Then can I use acrobatics? <laughs> okay, if you get above a 20 for your acrobatics roll, I will give you advantage so you can roll your ranged again. Let's do it. 
Well, an 8 plus 11 is a 19. That is not over a 20, unfortunately. Oh. I think that you still do your cool flips, but like you just cannot land this. I, I think that the Council of Bright has got in your head. Teen. I don't even want to learn your real name. I'm just going to call you Teen. You're over your head. This is too much for you. I am too much. This whole thing is too much. Once I get my hands on the battery and the last star goes out, it's over. The whole thing is over. And I can show you what I'm going to do. And Alonzo slash the Council of Bright is going to pull an arrow out of his quiver and fire it right into your chest. Does 17 hit? Yep. Make a DC wisdom saving throw. 17. Okay, with a 17, you pass that. So again, he pulls the arrow out of his quiver and fires. And although, once again, the arrow turns into a shadow and tries to cover you in darkness once again. But, of course, you fight it off with positive thoughts. What's the damage? 21. And then uh, 7 points of psychic damage. So that's 28 damage in total. Before he ends his turn, Alonzo is going to walk down towards the barrel and is going to try to meet the grappler if it picks up the barrel and walks toward him. Now, the grappler is going to pick itself back up and try to pick up the barrel once again. Great. I'm looking forward to it. Okay, I got a 21, and the grappler once again picks up the barrel and now has run the barrel over to Alonzo. And Alonzo puts his hands on the barrel. I can feel it. This is good. This is very, very good. I'm gonna cut your head off! I'd like to see you try. The ranged is going to attack at Tracy, because Tracy likes to yell. That is a two, so that is not going to hit. And that is a 20. Yes, it hits. Okay, 25. It's 25. Oh, okay, good. Okay, good. So that one hits you, and it takes 14 points of damage, which is halved to seven for good old Rage and Tracy there. Oh, no. And the slasher is also going to go at Tracy. That's 22. Does that hit? You know it does. It does. <laughs> and a 17. I actually want to know. Does that hit? Yeah, it does. Okay. And then you're going to take 8, 11, 32 points of damage. The slasher does more damage than before. This is the first time the slasher has actually hit. He hops out of the ring and just carves an X into your back. But uh, you take 16 points of damage. It is now Tracy's turn. How far away is Grapple Boy? They have now ran only like 20 feet away, and Alonzo and the Grapple Boy are on top of the barrel. Tracy's going to make a running tackle of the Goofus, also known as Alonzo. Okay. So we're going to do a strength contest. We're going to do a strength contest, yeah. And I have an advantage. Oh, well, that's fine. Good, because that was a one. 19? I rolled lower than that. Yeah, what do you do? I tackle him, and just for flavor, I'm going to start punching him in the face. <laughs> okay. I'm not, that's not an attack. I'm just hitting him. You're just doing it like, it's like, nah, no. Yeah. Okay, I got it. You tackled me. Yeah, and I'm going to keep hitting him. That's fine. Until someone tells me to stop. That's fine. You can just keep doing it's that. It's called rage. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good. That's good. It's built into my character. And now back to the dog. All right. I'm run, I'm rolling the dog again. The dog is just getting full range. He's just running around the stadium. I love I'm going to do a good dog. nap later. 
I rolled a 19. Oh no, that's my number. That is Cole's number. <laughs> oh, oh no. no. Guess who has the lowest amount of health points right now, gang? Alabaster. No, I hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's a lot of dice that Eric There's has a lot of up. dice. Okay, you actually got away pretty all right. Huzzah. So the dog is just distracted and is following the smell of nachos once again. There are two different nacho stands, by the way. <gasps> so it's just trying to find the smell again and is running around. And Cole, unfortunately, as you slid out from the ring, you were within the dog's path. And although I rolled 5d6, you got away pretty good with only 12 points of damage. It's not good. All right, it's 19 for Cole. We are coming one more time back around to Cole. What's your life at? Um, I have seven hit points. Okay. Cole is going to hit the button on her chest that activates her Buzz Lightyear jetpack wings. Nice. And is going to zoom zoom over to where Tracy is, which okay. is about, what, 30 feet away? Yeah. And I think what she's going to do, and you could tell me if Alonzo needs to make a roll or whatever, but I think Cole is going to try and pick him up and just fly him 30 feet in the air. Oh, Jesus. Okay. So, yeah, we're going to have to do another strength. Uh -huh. Because Tracy has him pinned down, I'm, I'm going to- him in the face. I'm punching him in the face. <laughs> I will let you do this. Okay. But it's going to be another contest. I'm going to use dexterity to get out of the way. You have to use strength. Sweet. Well, that's not going to be great for me. I, I know, but that's what, hap that's what happens. I know, I know. It's a 15. All right, I got a 20. Oh, yep. That sounds right. So I think with a 15, you can grab him and you drag him like 10 feet to the left, okay. which is fine, but you do not pick him up and buzz lightly. You're seismic toss and you go around the moon. You can't do that. Okay. I'll try it next time. Anara, it is your turn. So I'm going to stealthily dash. <laughs> like like only a rogue can do. Like Over going to... Going behind chairs and columns and... Just full Naruto. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like cutting through air like a ship. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that got me. That's very good. <laughs> like a clipper sailing through the wind. It's good. Alright, so give me a stealth roll. Eleven plus eleven for a twenty-two. Okay. I switched T twenties, y'all. Stealthy. Alright. You beat my perception. Yeah, you got it. I'll give you advantage on this attack. So I am going to goo him in the back of the head. Mm -hmm. 18 plus seven for a 25. Anara, end this. I hover the mouth of the neutralizer about two inches from the back of the Council of Bright's head, pull the plunger back, and ram it forward. This is for Alonzo. Alonzo's body is fully encased in the cerulean goo. You get the entire body now. First it was the legs from your sneaky shot, and then it was in the chest, and now his shoulders and above. The goo starts to congeal together. It starts to uh, fill in all of the cracks around him, and then it smooths out and becomes this glassy, hard shell. Alonzo is then picked up from the ground to stand fully straight and you realize that this is a sphere a dark blue sphere that is encasing him Alonzo or the Council of Bright or whoever is pounding his fists up against the shell but you can't hear anything it's just quiet 
Tracy and Cole, you've realized that the Titans are slowing their motions as they're getting up to try to attack you again. They start moving like they're in slow motion, then fully in molasses, and then they stop. Anara, you're looking into Alonzo's face, and it's angry, and it's screaming and nearly foaming at the mouth, and then he stops. The aura that surrounds him is fully gone, and the medallion stops spinning. For a moment, it's still. And then the aura comes back, brighter and brighter and brighter, like it's trying to shock its way out of the shell. Something strange happens. It doesn't explode. It doesn't overcharge. It starts to slough off of Alonzo, like it is a skin that he's molting. Almost like a snake, because like a snake, the aura retains his shape. And now, inside of this anti-magic shell, there's two Alonzos. One, the body, and one, the energy. Join the Party is co-produced by Brandon Grugel, Amanda McLaughlin, and me, Eric Silver. Special thanks to our creative consultants, Hetty Hunts, Connor McLaughlin, Julia Shafini, and Misha Stanton. Our visual design is by Allison Wakeman, the art mom, and our transcripts are by Nicole, with two L's, Seagert. The party doesn't stop here. The day after every episode comes out, we publish The After Party, where we sit down to discuss what just happened, learn what could have happened, and answer your questions. You can keep the party going by following Join the Party Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We've also got merch, music from the show, and transcripts for every episode on our website, jointhepartypod.com. And you can email us at hello at jointhepartypod.com. For even more Join the Party goodness, check out our Patreon. By becoming a patron, you get access to a wonderful community in our Discord, exclusive merch, character backstories, bloopers, and so much more. That's at patreon.com slash jointhepartypod. Another great way to help the show is to recommend Join the Party to a friend. Get them caught up fast by sending them the link to our start page, which contains our beginner episodes for those new to D&D, and our plot recaps at jointhepartypod.com start. Join the Party is a founding member of Multitude, an audio collective and consultancy. Type Multitude into your podcast app to subscribe to the fantastic other shows in our collective, Horse, Potterless, Spirits, and Waystation. Or find out more about us and access our resources for podcasters at multitude.productions. We'll see you in two weeks. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here.